Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 214 of the Get Around Podcast. We took last week off because uh, I felt like I was owed a week off after two weeks ago. Uh, you probably didn't notice it in the cut. I feel like I edited around it pretty well. Uh, but there is a, a moment in episode 213 uh, where James was finishing a thought and I was like, I had to excuse myself to the bathroom real quick and went to the the bathroom here at the offices of the Traverse City Record Eagle and um, proceeded to violently and projectile vomit into... Uh, Always a good way to start the show off. I mean, yes, and, you know, a perfect segue, our sponsor, Jimmy John's, uh, bringing you episode two. (laughs) Now, we'll get to their sponsor read a little bit later. Uh, But, yeah, and then for the rest of that day, it was horrific food poisoning. I've never been, in in terms of, like, that violently ill where I thought I was going to break my ribs or pass out or pop an embolism or a blood vessel in my eyes. Uh, I mean, I, there were times where I thought I was going to pass out. And then you get to that point where you're just on the bathroom floor and you're crying and begging for it to stop. Uh, I was like, and I was, the worst part is, it was the thirst. Because you get so dehydrated, but you also can't drink anything because anything that you put into your stomach your stomach is going to go get that the hell out of here and then you will throw up i mean i i was so thirsty it was like i i had to chew on ice chips just to like wet my mouth uh it was absolutely brutal and i edited the podcast through all of that yeah i didn't even know until the next day he told me like the next day i think yeah through all of it like i am I mean, I am barely able to keep my eyes open while I'm on my recliner. I'm going back and forth every, like, 15 minutes to the bathroom to either fire from one end or the other end. And then back (laughs) to my computer and just doing my best to try to edit that and get it out on time. And, I I mean, I got it out early that night, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah, it was earlier than normal. Yeah. Because it was just, it was a matter of survival and it was, like, get, you know, buck up get this done, and then go to sleep for three days. Uh, and thank you, James, very much for um, jumping on that and um, allowing me to take a couple of days to recuperate. Yeah, no problem. I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> so have, you ever, have you ever had food poisoning before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've had food poisoning. I've had the norovirus. The norovirus was horrific because it was basically that, but for three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the food poisoning, it was about 18 hours, and then I was starting to feel good again. My stomach was like, I couldn't really put anything of substance into my stomach for, I don't know, probably five days. Like, it was, I was mainly eating saltine crackers and drinking ginger ale. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got food poisoning from McDonald's when I was in eighth grade, and I can't eat McDonald's anymore. I can't even smell McDonald's without getting nauseous. Yeah? Yeah. When I was a kid, I got sick. I don't know. It wasn't necessarily food poisoning. I just kind of, like, got sick, threw up once, and that was, like, it, from a shamrock shake at McDonald's, and I can't eat them. I can't. I can't have that It's anymore. a good thing that McDonald's is not our sponsor. Yeah. 
and then I've had I've had two food poisoning two other times in my life from a La Senorita in Gaylord <laughs> when I lived in Gaylord because La Senorita used to have like the the uh, chips and salsa bar uh-huh and stuff and where now the, the waitress brings you a right. basket of chips and the little cups of salsa and stuff but these had the salsa bar and it was from that and then another time when I when I was in college from a, a TV dinner yeah that, that must have been expired thawed or something or, or been expired I, I remember I think once I grabbed a uh, it was just a Stouffer's, maybe like a Stouffer's mac and cheese out of the freezer, and I looked at the expiration date, and it was like three years uh, before. I was like, "All right, so I probably sh- probably shouldn't risk this one." Um, but yeah, so here we are, uh, episode two fourteen of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Brendan Queeley. Joining me in studio is uh, senior sports reporter James Cook, and. This is going to be nice. We are going to have guests in studio. In person. Weird. For the first time since November 15th, 2021. So, like, five, six months? It has been a while. Our last in-studio guests were Sean Bramer and Braden Opie uh, from the Lakely and St. Mary Sutton's Bay uh, football co-op team uh, right after their hook and ladder play. And... Uh, We've been on a nice run of in-studio guests before that. We had Emma Mirabelli in here. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, COVID hit again, and we just played it safe and decided to... And it, I, oftentimes it was easier we'll, for We'll risk guests. our own lives, but not the kids. Right, uh, which <laughs> I think is uh, I, I think is, is appropriate or, or just fine. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because... Uh, I've got at least one new thing that I want to try with the with the in studio guest and see if they're up for it. I know that in the past it was pretty, uh, it was more convenient sometimes for our guests, whether they're from like East Jordan or Bel Air or, or whatever, to just call in, and we still might use that uh, from time to time. But I I, I like having the kids uh, in studio. Uh, so we we are going to have uh, TC United lacrosse players Matt Ochoa and Ben Chalette. Here in the office, uh, they'll be coming in a, bit, a little bit later. Uh, we're actually recording this part of the podcast before our interview with them, so I'm just going to assume that it went well. That's a good interview with the kids. So we're hoping that it'll be uh, Matt and Ben. Uh, we might get a substitute in as well, depending on uh, what's going on. I know I think Matt has a uh, commitment prior. Uh, that would make getting here around 4:30 uh, a little difficult on a schedule. So we'll we'll see uh, if if it is Matt and Ben when they show up a little bit later. But we're just excited to have uh, players from TC United here uh, on the show. It'll be good to talk to them. Uh, they uh, are off to a fairly good start. I think they're sitting at four and two right now. Something like that, yeah. Um, and uh, have only had one home game to this point, uh, and that was on that Thursday, James when. You were out there freezing your butt off, uh, covering yeah. baseball and softball. <clears throat> yeah, that was the coldest spring experience I've had covering something. You you asked me about that, I think, on the last podcast. And, yeah, that was just... I don't want to use the word miserable, 
because it was still you know you could enjoy watching sports. Dude, you can just but, say it was but miserable. It was, but it was not a, it was not a, a pleasant experience aside from the fact that there was a sporting event going on. I mean, I they had so they have the concession stand open, and you can order uh, little submarine sandwiches from uh, Firehouse Subs. So I got one uh, in between games, and I got I'm going to get something, and uh, I set it down on the counter to give the lady my money. And the wind rolls it down the counter. It like I had to run like about eight feet to catch this thing. <laughs> it's just rolling down that stainless steel counter in front of the concession stand. Like that's how windy it was that it blew a sub sandwich eight feet. I, I feel responsible, partly anyway, for like asking that question uh, and like speaking that into you wished existence. it into existence <laughs> yeah and and talk yeah just talking about it tempting the the gods of fate and uh yeah i felt i felt bad but i also felt warm warmer than you because i wasn't out there doing that uh on my way home man i i, I brought that in that column on the, w- the weekend i stopped at wendy's and i'm like what's on the menu that's hot <laughs> like I'm normally not the guy who orders like the, the the spicy sandwich or whatever, but they have this uh, like spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, and then they have a an extra version of it now that's like you know the regular spicy batting on, batter on it, and then it's got like fried jalapenos on top of it and pepper jack cheese, and then they sprinkle uh, or put some some uh, honey on there. Okay, on top of it to kind of take a little bit of the heat off, but it yeah. was it was still pretty good. I'm like. I'm gonna. I had to have something to get warm again. All right, so you're you're pro <laughs> Wendy's, anti McDonald's Shamrock Shake, so we know that. Uh, let's get the uh, let's get the sponsor read out of the way now. So since we, since I brought it up, probably when Jimmy Johns was like, "Can you not talk about vomiting and our our fast food chain at the same time?" Uh, and then we brought up McDonald's and now Wendy's. So episode 214 of the Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. All right. So uh, before we get into uh, our discussion, how was your Easter? We're good. Went downstate, visited the family, did the, uh, the Easter things, had the uh, Easter egg hunt for the kids. We had an adult Easter egg hunt. Where they had like these big Easter eggs, mm-hmm. and uh, like inside of each one of them was a miniature can of pop and a alcoholic beverage. A, a know, shooter, one of those shooters. Yeah, yeah. Um, in each one, and uh, so that was interesting. How how many of those large eggs were hidden around, and and how many? Uh, eighteen. There was eighteen of those that were hidden around. And, uh, you know, we had, like, eight adults or something like that. Okay. So you didn't get too many. Yeah, so you're not you're not falling face first yeah. into an Easter basket. No, I didn't even actually drink any of mine. No. I just, we just brought them home. <laughs> yeah, mine was uh, mine was good. I was back down in Chicago uh, and uh, visiting family. It was kind of nice to see everybody. Um, you know, I had that – I had a discussion with my mom. Like, it would just – it had been such a long time since we were all together – and I, I really do feel that, it, it, you know, the longer of, of like a tight knit family is apart because, you know, we're spread out, we're moved around. Some of us are in Chicago, some of us are in central Illinois. Obviously, I'm up here in northern Michigan. And it just seems like that creates more stress on a family. And then when you're finally able to get back t- 
together kind of helps that. And, you know, I, I know that seeing my four nephews and, you know, my sisters and brother and their significant others and obviously seeing my mom and dad, it was, uh, you know, fulfilling to the soul f uh, for sure. And, um, yeah, it, it was good. I, my, my nephews are growing up. The relationship is certainly changing, definitely with the, the older ones who are now 10 and 11 going on 11 and 12. I'm like, I'm so worried about what he's going to be like when he turns like 13, 14 years old and just doesn't like his Uncle Bobo anymore. I mean, there are, he's, he's already stopped calling me Bobo. They, you know, um, most of them have. Really, they call me Brendan now, and I'm like, ah. Oh. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts the soul. But it was, again, it was just nice uh, being home. I baked uh, for the first time. My sister, she, it was her 40th birthday, and she had texted me a few weeks uh, ago and said, hey, for my birthday, I was hoping you could uh, bake me a cake. You're, you know, I'm a uh, fairly good, you know, amateur home cook and baker and really like all that stuff. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. She's like, what do you want? Uh, or I asked her what, what she wanted, and she said she wanted a s'mores cake. And... So from then on, I was formulating how I'm going to make this. And it was like a three-day process that ended with me at, at the end uh, without... I didn't have one of those nice, like, um, kitchen blow torches that they have. Uh, so I was using uh, just a, a lighter torch and just going along the top of the, the cake and, and roasting the, the marshmallows on there. I created it a nice chocolate mirror glaze that I poured over a double layer cake with a, you know, buttercream frosting and marshmallows and Hershey's chocolate, all that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, slightly stressful, but I really, I even thanked her afterward. I was like, thanks for letting me make you a birthday cake. And she's like, why are you th thanking me for you having to do a, a chore or a task? But, uh, but it was fun. The, um, the one thing that popped into my mind while I was down there, and this was because, you know, this leads right into our, our conversation that I want to have uh, about sports journalism today versus when we started versus way before we started. My dad turned on The Natural, a classic baseball mm -hmm. movie, right? And it was after Roy Hobbs knocked the cover off the ball. If you remember that scene, he knocks the cover off the ball, and it just turns into string running through the rain and then afterward they're walking through the the hallway in the clubhouse and it's just uh it's crazy there's photographers and sports reporters and journalists and they're all clamoring to you know ask their questions and, and get answers and they're taking photos and the you know it's the cameras are with the pop bulbs that mm -hmm. are going off and i'm looking and <laughs> I, I see every sports reporter is wearing a suit and a tie, and they've got a hat on, right? The stereotypical hat with the little thing with in the, the little press. With the little piece of, yeah, the little <clears throat> piece of paper in it. And I look at my dad, and I'm like, that's wild. Because I showed up to work on Thursday wearing sweatpants and a hoodie. And I walked in today to the office wearing jeans and a hoodie. And the hoodie is for practical purposes because I will be going out to a game later today. And since it happened to be, like, I don't know, snowing a little bit on the way in here, I thought mm -hmm. I would layer up and not really worry too much about 
whether or not I should put on a, a nice sweater or something like that. Um, I just, but it was just, it seemed so ridiculous, right? You go back and I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, I like the good old days where my sports journalist would wear three piece suits, but I can't afford a one piece suit, let alone three <laughs> pieces or two pieces. So I, I don't know where those journalists were getting the money to have, you know, finely tailored suits that, you know, I don't know, five or six of them, maybe even more than that. Like, maybe, they, they, you know what, I bet the journalists in the 50s were making as much money then as we are today. That'd be my, that'd be my maybe. guess. <laughs> maybe. Cause, yeah, they'd get those dry cleaned all the time. Right, yeah, the, the dry cleaning bills are would be insane. Yeah, and just the whole mechanics of it, how it had had to have been so different back then. Yeah, I mean, no tape recorders, right? You know, no no computers, obviously, no internet. You had to go get all the information yourself. Yeah, you saw Robert Duvall's character sitting up in the press box with a typewriter. So they're lugging around a typewriter. You know, we've got fortunately fairly light MacBooks. That we get to use mm-hmm. now. Would you rather be in, in then or now? I mean, I like I like the way it is now. I mean, it, the technology is helpful. Um, it does help make the job a little bit easier. You know, you get to hear from the crazies a little bit more. True. Than I think you probably did back then. Um, and you know, everybody can have an opinion on every word that you write and stuff but you know having having a tape recorder having being able to sit in your car and send a story in to be edited after a game and, and stuff i mean even when i first started here like you had to drive back from wherever you were at and then write your story yeah pretty much i mean we didn't laptops really weren't that big of a thing and people didn't kind of have them, and the office didn't have them. We had these, you know, just our huge PCs and everything. So if you could go somewhere else where you could get on the Internet and, like, maybe get to your email or something, mm-hmm. you could send a story from there. But if you couldn't do that, you had to drive back to the office and do it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how the heck we covered some some of these games if you have an hour drive back from Bel Air. I, I think it becomes a trade-off. Because, yeah, we have all of these these tools now, right? But because we have all of these tools, we're now expected to do more. Yeah, we're taking our own pictures all the time. Right. A lot and, and all that stuff because you don't have that hour drive before deadline. Now you now you do your photos before the before deadline and write your story and then and then you drive after deadline. So it's it's changed a lot. And I think it's, my guess, it's only going to to continue to change, but it is such a huge difference from, I mean, even 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, just, just having an app like Otter that we use, you know, that transcribes what you and the person you're interviewing are saying as they say it, and then you can email it to yourself and copy and paste quotes after having to read them at least once beforehand because it's not perfect. No. But 
Um, just, just that. I mean, I mean, who? How many journalists nowadays do you think know shorthand anymore? That was a standard thing. Yeah. Way back in the day, I was, created my own. I did too. Yeah, I kind of use. I kind of write like the first couple letters of each word. Yeah. Sort sort of thing. Right. And, so and, and skip the words like and and or and then just fill that stuff, fill the blanks in later. Yeah. And if I'm trying to like cover a game, if I'm trying to do play by play, obviously there's shorthand there as well. Like if I go to a basketball game, um, on a if there's a, a basket, right? It's the number. Say it's Lake Leonel St. Mary versus Sutton's Bay. Um, since we have brought those two schools up uh, a little bit earlier, uh, it would be you know 13 L, and then it would probably be like I, for if you hit a turnaround jumper, it would be T A J, and then it would be the score, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If it was an assist, it would get that, and um, yeah, I do that kind of, same kind of thing, um, and uh, I, what I do is I use a uh, like a medium-sized steno book for basketball games. Mm-hmm. And I draw a line down the middle, so then the one team is on the one side and the other team is on the other side, and then I put the numbers on either, either side of the the line. Interesting. So it makes it a little bit easier to uh, to identify runs, yeah, long runs and stuff, and and then I can also you know put on that side this team called timeout, and I don't have to write out which team it is. I just put timeout yeah. and the time, yeah, you know. Or, and all that, so that's that's the way I do that. Yeah, I think note taking will <coughs> always be uh, a part of it, and and whether that is, you know, uh, on a notebook or on a computer for those sitting in a in a press box and having their laptop open, that's easy to do that. When we were at the state finals mm-hmm. uh, for basketball, <coughs> uh, yeah. it was much easier for me to just sit there uh, on my computer. And you know, type out the notes that I normally would in a notebook uh, instead of having to write them down in the notebook while I'm either taking pictures or something like that, uh, and then going mm-hmm. back looking through that and trying to trying to do all that. But it's yeah, it, there's all, everybody has their own little cheat things. Mm-hmm. For football, I use two different color pens, and so when when you know, like if Central and West are playing each other, you know, Central will be in black and West will be in red. Or whatever, and so when West has the ball, everything will be in red, and when Central has the ball, everything will be in black, so that it's easy to tell the drives away, uh, you know, from each other. Yeah. And similarly to the basketball thing, to see when there was a long drive. Yeah. It's, uh, and I wonder now, given everything that we have to do, the more things that we have to do, if we're more prone to mistakes than. You know, say they were. It's we've got spell check and all that, and that's wonderful, which is great. You don't have that on on a typewriter, obviously. And if you mess something up, you got to go back and do the whiteout. And actually, I don't really know how it all worked. I, I never typed on a typewriter. I, the first I had a word processor when uh, when I was a kid. So uh, you know, I've always been uh, typing on uh, on a screen. But you know. I, I look at what we do, and we cover how many schools? 30 plus? 40. 40? Yeah, okay. Probably too many. Uh, and uh, athletes in the thousands? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Definitely. And 
I mean, we get it right most of the time. Mm-hmm. We make mistakes. We make, yeah, we make mistakes. Yeah, from uh, you know every once in a while, uh, but we're. I would say we're right probably ninety nine percent of the time. We will put out a product without an error. But man, oh man, when we put out a product with an error, it is the end of the world for some people. Yeah, and yeah, and and just sometimes the way they, the way they put it out there, it's just like, it's like you don't have to be a jerk about you know, it, it, man. Like, there's you can no just tell me I, you can just tell me I made a mistake because if I make a mistake, there's nobody that's going to be harder on my on on me than myself. Yeah, like, there's I'm, no need, I'm ticked off that I made a mistake. There's no need to be rude about it. So rubbing it Zero, in or yeah, yeah is, there's I, I no that. need for it yeah. because we are a human business, which means we're human. We make mistakes. We work hard. I had someone email me last week and say, you know, these kids work so hard, the least that you could do is, is spell their name right. And just, like, l- laid into me about it. I'm like, it wasn't, I left off an L, right? It, it looked like, I even looked at it online, and I went, okay, double. I wanted to double check when I was typing it up. And for some reason, my eyes didn't see the second L. Even looking at it on the computer screen, my eyes didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And so I missed it. I, I missed the second L. And it was like uh, this person, it, it was like I purposely disgraced their family <laughs> for everyone to know about. And, you know, it was, I, I tried to be respectful, you know, a couple of times, but it was like, I don't want your apology. Uh, and eventually I just, I pulled my punches and I was just like, well, you know what? Thank you so much for being, you know, really understanding about this. You know, it seems that you like you've got it all figured out. It's so great that you've obviously never made a mistake. Uh, you know, really appreciate. <laughs> and, and I said, and, and you know, she's like, these athletes work so hard. And I, I responded, I said, we work hard too. You know, and we, the, we know the athletes work hard. I mean, yeah. that's and that's pretty much a given. And the least that you could do is provide us a little grace and latitude when we do make a mistake tell us yeah tell, let, let us know, know. So we don't do we it again don't want to keep making mistakes let us know but be like hey just a heads up you know so-and-so's name is actually spelled like this um and yeah. then let it go yeah. or or you can choose to get super upset and outraged about it and make me feel like one-tenth of a person because, yeah, I made a mistake, and I'm no, I'm not happy about it. We never are. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That was just a little rant <laughs> I needed to go on after last week. Talked to my therapist about it. I was like, I, I, I just didn't know what was – I don't know what the deal was. We've all done that, and I'll head that call or email, message yeah. on Facebook, comment, you know, on Facebook or whatever. So like somebody commented the other day on the the Bcam Awards story. Oh yeah, because the the, know, the the lead was about Nekima girls <coughs> having the top GPA in the state. But the picture was of. But a the photo was of of Landon, Landon Kalabiak yeah, from, from Buckley, Buckley because he was one of the few players that was individually named in the story. Um, 
aside from those last two gigantic paragraphs that listed all the uh, right the, the the award winners there from from BCAM and stuff, but uh, and people were just like, "Well, that's not a girl." Like, uh, yeah. Well, click the story and yeah. read it. Yeah, maybe read the story. You'd see that that kid's in the story. Yeah. <sighs> and same thing with like when you have a prep when you have a prep roundup and the the photo doesn't match the lead or the headline mm-hmm. and you're like, well, it's a roundup. It has more than one game in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people and just we, don't get that again, and can't wrap their head around it. Our our prep roundups, especially in the spring, with so many athletes competing in so many different sports. We, there are, in some prep roundups, hundreds of names. Yeah. And we get, sometimes, all of them correct. Most of the time, all of them correct. Yeah, I would say so. I'd hope so. But, all right. I am done. Rant over. With my rant. And now we can move on uh, and uh, bring in our guests. Uh, We're still, it's, you know what, we're going to say... A couple or a few players from TC United, uh, either Benchlet and Matt Ochoa or Benchlet and someone else or Matt Ochoa and someone else. One of those combinations we're going to find out. Again, we're recording this before uh, we get to talk to them. Uh, so uh, uh, enjoy listening to that interview right now. All right, so we are welcoming in the guests that we thought we were going to have, uh, Ben Chalette and Matt Ochoa from TC United. Uh, guys, thanks for being here. We weren't exactly sure if it was – we thought it was going to be you two, but uh, – But he wasn't – Liberty wasn't sure if you'd both be able to make it, and he was like, if, if one of them can't make it, I'll send the other captain. And <laughs> So we were pretty sure who we were getting, but not 100% sure. Well, we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, thanks. I just kind of want to get things started uh, – how is how is the season going? You guys are running a, a three-game win streak right now. Do you feel like you're starting to, to settle in to the season? I know you guys have been on the road a lot. I would say absolutely. Start of the season, a lot of guys gone for spring break, some guys sick and hurt, and I think we're really kind of starting to find our rhythm. Got a nice stretch of home games coming up, so hopefully kind of ride the win streak into that. Yeah, like Ben said, we had a rough start to begin with. Um, a lot of guys out, you know, spring break kind of hit us hard, but it's all about how you come back from that. And uh, I feel like we've responded to all the adversity we've faced so far, and, you know, it can only go up from here. So we look forward to it. So how do you find yourself getting into that rhythm? Like, how does it – when do you know things are kind of <coughs> clicking and meshing uh, on the field? Is there is there a certain feel, or is it just things start working? Uh, you know, magic happens every day, so you start playing well, and then the guy next to you starts throwing and catching, you know, shots start falling in the cage, and then, you know, next thing you know, the bench is excited, and the ball is just rolling, and it's just perfect for you guys, so we've had that moment a couple times this season, and it's just been incredible. I was bummed out, because my plan was to cover you guys last Wednesday uh, at Thurlby, and then the game got moved. Uh, I have yet to cover a lacrosse game uh, in my uh, high school sports reporter career uh, and was really looking forward to it. At some point, I know I'm going to get out there and get to see you guys, uh, but it was uh, I, I was looking forward to it. F- for those who are maybe a little unfamiliar with the game, how would you, how would you describe it if you had to? 
say it's a lot like hockey but played in the air. Um, pretty similar movement, like line shifts. A lot of people kind of equate it to soccer and the movement of the game. Um, but I would say it's the fastest sport played on two feet. I think that's how a lot of people describe lacrosse. There are ground balls in lacrosse. Like ground balls, it's a stat, mm-hmm. right? Explain that to me. Is it just passing the ball on the ground? Or? So a ground ball is typically when, um, like, you know, a missed pass, you know, ball falls on the ground, or after a face-off, you know, no one wins it cleanly, and the ball's just sort of on the ground, and a bunch of people are just trying to pick it up at the same time, and so it's pretty much whoever comes up with it first and can get away. Okay. That makes a whole lot more sense yeah, to me. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's like a hustle play. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's like the ball's on the ground, the, and, the and you're just trying to get yeah. the ball. You know, like a fumble in football, you're there to just scoop it up and get it. You know, scoop it up, run it into the end zone, but this one is scooping it up and trying to shoot it into a cage. So mm-hmm. it makes it, way more sense to me now. Yeah. What uh, What do you? What is the most, uh, I guess, stereotype that people have about lacrosse or lacrosse players? Because it's not the most common sport up here. It's it's growing quite quite a lot in popularity yeah. and everything like that. But it's not the the big the biggest sport or anything like that. What what do people kind of mistake about the sport? Um, well, I don't know much about like what you mistake for a sport, but like the personality. A lot of people think you'll like be preppy and all of that, but no one on the team is like that. You know, we all just come together to have a good time, and you know, we have fun together and we play hard. We work hard. And I'd say we're one of the hardest working groups that have come through this town. So we'd like to, yeah. So no one's wearing sweater vests or turtlenecks or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have your, your oddballs here and there. but. <laughs> well, Matt came in a tie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously well, looking I, way more. I'm sitting here in a hoodie, more James than us. a backwards yeah. hat. No, so. I, I had a job interview before this, so. Oh, fingers crossed. I hope it yeah, went well. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Oh. Where was the, well, maybe we shouldn't talk about it, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, well, let's talk about it. Where was the job interview? <laughs> um, it was at the uh, country club for the golf shop, for the pro shop. Oh, nice. So. You're a golfer? Mm-hmm, yeah. Any yep. good? We try to be, you know. <laughs> we got out last Sunday, you know. Had some good shots, had some bad shots, you know. That's what it comes down to for every sport. What so. do you usually shoot on on 18? Um, I think my best so far has been low 90s. Okay. Um, but we're we're gonna work down to to 80s this summer. You know, by the end of summer, that's the goal. Yeah, my my goal is always I play what I call Brendan par, mm-hmm. uh, which is it's bogey golf i just want to average a five per hole if i can do that i I can i'll hit 90 if i can get below brendan par great If i'm a little above that's fine i I just want to shoot you know under 100 last year you started not counting right that is true a couple of a couple of years ago i decided that i was just going to stop keeping score while i was golfing because i found that it was ruining my life not really ruining my life but i just it was ruining the experience because i would just gets so upset. I'm like, I just got a seven on a par three. I might as well, you know, just drive home now. Uh, and if you know, you're like, all right, it's seven on a par three. But if I get, uh, you know, a birdie on a par five, I'm exactly. looking good. So, well, what is it? Disc golf. We got a lot of disc golfers yeah. in the United program. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. one of them right yeah. here. A lot of guys really love playing disc golf. Where's the best place to play disc golf around here? Hickory Hills has a beautiful course. Okay. 
beautiful course. A lot of fun. Our coach, Coach Liberty, one of our Sundays in the fall was just like, we're going to get everybody out and play disc golf. A bunch of guys just fell in love with it. It's really, really addictive. 7-4's uh, Harrison Beebe, who I'm sure is a, a good friend of your dad's, uh, is a big disc golfer. I've heard about well. his passion for disc golf. Yeah. So do you not call, is it disc golf, no one calls it froth anymore? Kind of depends on the person, really. Okay. I just feel like I wouldn't want to insult a disc golfer by calling it by calling oh. them a frolfer. I don't think any disc golfers really <laughs> care that much about what you call disc golf. <laughs> have you guys ever played uh, foot golf? Have not. So I have actually. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. I think uh, Elmbrook used to have a foot golf course there, and I think I played it once with some of my older brother's friends. So. Yeah, you need to combine golf and frolf and foot golf and yeah. just have actually i think i saw that video from uh the the dude perfect guys who went out with like uh, a golf club baseball bat tennis racket and all that and i think they played like amen corner at the at augusta that was actually interesting uh, <laughs> <laughs> interesting to watch um sorry we got way off track there <laughs> yeah but it was uh I'm curious to know uh, for both of you how you got started in lacrosse because, as James said, it's not, you know, there's not, I don't know if there's a t-ball for lacrosse, but how did you guys get into it? I really sucked at baseball when I was like seven, <laughs> eight years old, right? Needed a new sport to play in the spring. Like, I could not hit it off the tee. I was that kid who would strike out and coach pitch with six pitches, like, consistently. Um, already tried soccer, didn't like it. There was, uh, like, an open lacrosse practice at the YMCA, went and just fell in love with it. Incredibly addictive sport. You just pick it up once, and you keep wanting to pick it up again and again and again. And, like, eight years later, here we are. That's awesome. You kind of just stumbled into it and mm -hmm. found something that is now a, a great passion. That's uh, that's great. Yeah. What's the youngest level of golf that they or golf uh, lacrosse that they Froth. have here? What's the youngest level? <laughs> yeah. Elementary, yeah, I think uh, we have U twelve, U twelve, like think. U, U that through the Y, team? yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're called the Bad Boys, I think, mm -hmm. or they were called the Bad Boys, but now they're TC United following their program. But I think the Bad Boys should have stuck because it's kind of a well, cool I, maybe name. the nineteen eighty nine Detroit Pistons where it was a copyright. Yeah, something oh, yeah, like I that. Think, yeah <laughs> probably. <laughs> they weren't the Thunder Squirrels. We were the, th uh, so... The kids' West, team could be the Thunder Squirrels. Yeah, West was uh, in, in the Bayhawks, and Central was the yeah. Thunder Squirrels, so... Yeah, and St. Francis was the Crusaders, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Which of the <coughs> nicknames do you guys prefer? Do you guys like United? I think United's cool. Um, I think having a mascot would also be cool, too, but, you know, we're two schools merged into one, so it's not really fair to have one school or the other. So United works for us. Mm -hmm. Are the St. Francis kids playing for you guys this year? Because they don't have their own team this year. They didn't have quite enough kids. They are not, unfortunately. No? So they're just kind of out of luck? Yeah. So how did you get started? So um, a good friend of ours um, who also plays across, his dad runs the whole program, and he was just talking to me and talking to my parents. It was like, oh, you know, you should try lacrosse. And so, like Ben said, I picked up a stick for the first time went out on the field and just fell in love and you know here we are today and I'm still in love with it so liberty says it's a it's a year round job for you uh you know cuz you've gotten off to a, a really hot start here uh, in in the beginning of the season 
and so I asked him specifically about y- your your play. Uh, what is it about lacrosse that you want to focus on it 365 days a year, sometimes 366, depending depending on the year? I, I mean, I just enjoy it. You know, there's something about you throw a ball against a wall and it just comes right back to you. You know, it's the inner kid that just comes out. You know, you want to sting corners every day, you know, when you try and get out and get some shots on, on cage. And, you know, you uh, you throw the wall or throw against the wall and then it comes right back and then you shoot it and it goes in. You just imagine, you know, home field in front of everyone and then it just makes you happy and you continue to do it. What's the most underrated skill on the lacrosse field? I would probably say just being as fluid with your offhand as you are with your strong hand. You know, that's really opens up an entire side of the field, makes you so much harder to guard when you can shoot as well with your left as you can your right. Yeah, I think it's it's really similar to basketball, you know. You're not going to shoot, you know, three-pointers with your left hand, but when you get to the rim, you want to be able to finish both left and right hands, and having that ability in lacrosse just makes you a ten times better player. And you might not notice it, but the coach on the sideline or the person, you know, who's trying to guard you will notice. Mm-hmm. What are some different um, kind of things you do in practice that are pretty unique to lacrosse outside of just, you know, working on the, the plays that you do in lacrosse and stuff like that? But is there any kind of, like, drills that you do in practice that are that are different? I mean, I, I know you play football, mm-hmm. so <laughs> how different is it? Um, I mean, I would say it's pretty different. It, it's a nice transition from basketball to lacrosse. A lot of the defensive concepts are kind of the same, with like sagging mm-hmm. and helping. Um, I mean, really ground ball stuff, I would say, is probably the most different. I play defense, so mm-hmm. you know it's my goal to get the ball on the ground and then get it off the ground as soon as I can. So just practicing you know, defense and checks. Lacrosse is the only sport I play where you're, th- you're throwing a stick around like that, so it's mm-hmm. very unique to that. Yeah, I would say um, just to piggyback off Ben, the ground balls drills we do are just so unique to where you're never, it almost seems like you're never in the same situation because you're always in a different position on the field. You know, sometimes you're close to the sideline and you need to kick it out or kick it into the middle of the field or sometimes you're, you know, you have one guy on you or you have two guys on you and you're just trying to do anything you can to hold people up to more more of your teammates come to help you so mm-hmm. how do you feel to see the program growing as, as much as it is uh, because you've got a I mean a full varsity full JV squad this year and it seems like you guys are going to be a, a, a talented uh, and, and good team one that has uh, some potential to to go far this season I think it's, it's really amazing to see the growth and you really love to see it for the game because so many kids pick it up. We have three or four seniors this year that never played before, came to a Sunday drop-in and just love it, just got addicted to it. So I think it's great to see the sport getting brought up here. You know, Petoskey's got a team now. It's great to just see the growth and for so many kids to have an opportunity to find such a great game that, you know, they might not have ever learned about before. You guys must enjoy playing Petoskey, seeing as how you've beaten them the last four times. <laughs> yeah. Certainly got some bragging rights there. Yeah, I uh, our freshman year, we were both freshmen on varsity, and um, I think we were down 1-5 at Thurlby, um, and we ended up coming back and winning that game. And so I think that was one of my favorite lacrosse memories to begin with was, you know, that old-school rivalry of us, St. Francis, and Petoskey just going at it for 
you know, up north title. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Does it bring a unique uh, aspect to it that, that you're bringing the two schools together for this one team? I mean, you guys play against each other in other sports and then, and stuff, you know, but some of these guys you've been, you were, you know, tackling during the football season. <laughs> how, how different is that, that dynamic? I think everybody honestly just does a really good job of kind of leaving their egos at the door and just wanting to win. You know, just wanting, like, we're playing a sport, we're out here with who we're out here with, and just setting it aside. You know, football season was five months ago. Still have the memories, but mm -hmm. just a good job of, you know, now he's my teammate. You know, I need the my best for him, and he needs his best for me. So, mm -hmm. I think it's also we've been playing together for so long. I think, what is it, we've been playing for eight years together. Yeah, a long time. Huh. And so, like, I always know, you know, year-round, Sundays come around or – you know, you have the occasional get-togethers. People are just there hanging out, playing lacrosse, being friends. And we've had eight years to build chemistry together. And I think it's it's pretty cool to be with guys, you know, who you played against. And then now you, they're your teammate. And it's just such a unique experience that you don't get that with other sports. Uh, I mean, Keegan Opper is your goalie, mm -hmm. you know, and he played for Central. Because you played for West in football. So you guys, did you guys even go head-to-head? Every once in a while in, in football, maybe you were blitzing or something? Uh, a little bit. I mean, all kind of blurs <laughs> together. But, you know, now he's my goalie, so I'm doing everything to make sure that mm -hmm. he doesn't see a single shot. Um, and, I mean, Keegan's a great guy. You can see that. You know, people are they're just really genuine on the lacrosse team. It's great to see. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to test the chemistry now. We talked about this off air, but we're going to do it anyway. All right. So I, I, for our, our listeners out there, this is something new that I want to try. We're going to see if it's any fun. If it's not, we'll ax it, and it won't be in any... You'll never hear about it. Yeah, it'll never, it'll never be. So, But there is uh, a game my nephews love to play. My nephews are from 5 to 11 years old. And when I was home for Easter yesterday, they were like, all they wanted to do was play this game on my phone called Heads Up. So it's kind of like, it's like charades, but you get to talk and give clues. Uh, it's on, on my cell phone. You put the cell phone on your head, and then one person has to give clues. The other person has to, or the person with the phone on the head has to guess from those clues. So, James, you and I are going to start it off, and then I think, you know what, we'll go two rounds each. So each person gets to be the guesser and the one given the clue. We're going to see how this goes. And, uh, all right. So, James, what, uh, what category... Would you like to do... What are the options? Oh, hold on. Is I haven't it? played the uh, app version of this. <laughs> there's a, what, like a card version of it? Well, there's, there's one... It's charades. <laughs> yeah, well, there's the game that's actually just called Heads Up, where you have, like, there's, like, a you wear, like, a headband, and, they, and you put a card oh, okay. on it and stuff, so then the people are just trying to guess the... So that's how what's I found out card. Santa Claus wasn't real. What? Was heads Santa up. Claus isn't real? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh sorry to spoil it for all the listeners, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so some bad memories playing this game, but, but we'll revisit it. <laughs> okay. The decks that I have, uh, video games, totally 80s, Seinfeld, Harry Potter, Star Wars, uh, pop culture, best of the decade, Superstars, Animals Gone Wild, Blockbuster Movies. We could do accents and impressions. And then the person has to do accent <laughs> and impressions. <laughs> I just saw both of them like, please no, for the love of God, no. All right, so we'll, 
no accents or impressions. Well, this is our. This is just you and me. I yeah, can, I'm okay with doing accents. And you want to do accents and impressions? <laughs> that would probably be horrible. You get like impressions of pe- specific people. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. All right, man. You know what? <laughs> if we're gonna do it, let's do it right. I right. do some swearing here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna. You're gonna have to do accents and impressions here. Do you understand that? Is this something you really want to do? Okay, so do your best accents and impressions to help your teammate figure out the accent or person on the card without saying anything on the card and without rhyming. All right, so for an extra challenge, try not using any words. Speak only in gibberish. Let's not do that one. No, let's not. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We need to put a disclaimer for no one to get offended for this. (laughs) All right, man, let's do this. gonna be amazing. So this is a plan. So I got an impression of this. Yeah. Hurry up! It's timed. Oh, I got a root for the Mets. From I get Brooklyn, Brooklynite, Queens, uh, New York. Different one. You know, different. Uh, you know, borough. Manhattan. Or whatever. Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn. Nah, you, that's the right first letter there. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, quit. <laughs> Next one. What's this one? I'm trying oh, to read it in the. Uh, oh, there's. <laughs> I don't know. I there's there's a sketch on Saturday Night Live about these people. Uh, but do I got to do the impression of it. Yeah. Oh crap. <laughs> uh, brutal. I got to catch some waves. Some waves, man. Californians. Yeah. Nice. All right, so we got one. <laughs> oh crap. Perfect. Yeah, I don't I know should, that one. I should know. I should know <laughs> how to do this know. one. <laughs> you <laughs> you know how to do this. Yeah. I should totally know how to do this, but... Uh, yes, Master Lou. Wow. One? One. All right. This is your choice. Let's... So the first one was... The Bronx. I said the Bronx. He said Brooklyn. He said Brooklyn. I swear to God, all the way around the Bronx. You went all the way around the Bronx. All right. So we got one card. All right. So... Swipe up to play again. Place it on your forehead. Other way. Hmm? Up, it's upside down. All right, so if I get it right, go like that. If I if I say pass, go like that. Uh, oh, hey, we're going to hang out with some beavers. Canadian. <laughs> Canadian. There we go. All right, Sorry, now go down. All right. Uh, I am the governator. Schwarzenegger. Perfect. Down. Down, down again. There we go. We got two. Uh... I don't know how to go up. All right. Uh, Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Perfect. No, uh, um, that's all, folks. No. That's all, folks. Curly tail. Like a, snout. Yeah. <laughs> Looney Tunes. Toon Squad. Yeah, it's Looney Tunes. Yeah. So. Mother. Oh, Porky Pig. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like... Uh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a boxer, and I talk like this. Mike Tyson? Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, let's rope, rope up some cows. Uh, this one sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was Texan. All right, so we get uh, ourselves. We get one more because you uh, passed up on one that I got right. Donald Duck, I didn't get. So we got, we got five. So a combined s- a score of six. You guys, if you so can beat stink. six in the first round... You don't have to do a second one. 
All right. You guys don't, don't have to do accents and impressions if you don't like. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll go back. To the, we'll go back. To the, I, I chose poorly. <laughs> we'll go back to. Uh, so again, uh, accents and impressions, video game land, totally 80s, which I can't imagine you guys would pick given <laughs> that you were born in the 2000s. Uh, ooh, karaoke night, you guys would have to sing. Uh, it's fine. I just <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars, best of the decade, pop culture, which is the Harry Potter edition. So I've got Harry Potter and Harry... That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, superstars, Animals Gone Wild, blockbuster movies... Hey, Mr. DJ, which I think is another singing one. Okay. Uh, and then Just Kidding, which is for kids. Want to do the animal one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, animal's gone wild. Get your teammate to guess the animal on the card without saying any part of the animal name on the card and without rhyming. For an extra challenge, use only noises or act <laughs> out some <laughs> to give words. <laughs> okay. All right, so you guys don't have to do the... All, I mean, if you feel like doing noises, go for it. That might actually be a good way to get it, depending on the animal. All right, whoever wants to go first. You're going to go first and Sure. <coughs> now I get to sit back and... Uh, flip it the other way. There you go. All right. Seven to win. Before a butterfly. Oh, uh, Before the cocoon. Yeah. Nice. Bah! Like wool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. They dig tunnels in the ground, they're little rodents. You can have, like, one on your face, too. <laughs> <laughs> like a little spot. <laughs> what? A mole? Yeah. Oh, man, we're done. We chose, we're done we chose poorly. Big animal in the water on the land. Hippo? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, they hop around, like, for Easter. Kangaroo. Oh, bunnies. Yeah. This is it. We're stripes, black and white. Zero. Yeah. Jeez. We're getting destroyed. Like you put something in a field that's like a fake person to scare them away. A scarecrow. Or a uh, crow. It, you're yeah. good, yeah. For Thanksgiving. Turkey. Like, yeah. They have a little pouch on the front of them. They hang around. Yeah. My God. Uh, we already won. <laughs> 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 like, we won we like six this. clues ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys definitely won. If you want to play another round. Sure. Sure. All right, okay. They only, they only did half a round, even, and then they beat us. Oh, yeah, we were... We were awful. We're, we got to choose I was particularly bad. This is, this is your fault. <laughs> I just thought the impressions <laughs> thing would be funny, which it kind of was. It was once... Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Oh, uh, they're in, like, restaurants and kitchens. They make it, like, you try and scare them away. Rats? Yep. Oh, uh, they sit on uh, telephone poles. Birds? More specifically, <laughs> more specifically. Uh, <laughs> <a> pigeon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what does the, what does the blank fox. say? Yep. <laughs> um... I don't want to say the other name, but it's uh, it's in the sea. It's like black and white. Uh, it's like bigger than a dolphin and a shark. Like a killer whale. Yeah. <sighs> Man, just skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
uh, it's in the other guy's movie, uh, Mark Wahlberg. He says he's got to fly like a like an eagle. St. Peter's. Yeah, St. Peter's. Yeah. A peacock? Yep. There it is. <laughs> oh, uh, it's in like a river. Um, I think the Mississippi. It's like... A catfish? Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how many did you get the first, the first round? Do you remember how many you guys got the first one? It doesn't matter. I mean, you destroyed we, us. Were, we got killed. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, and You beat uh, us I worse than you beat Forest Hills. <laughs> <laughs> well, we play uh, Forest Hills coming up this Wednesday at Thurlby, so make sure you come to that. All right, well, thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. Ben Chalette, Matt Ochoa, you guys were great, uh, and have a good rest of the day. Thank you for Thank having you. us. All right, thanks again to TC United lacrosse players, Matt Ochoa and Ben Chalette, or Matt Ochoa and someone else, or Ben Chalette and someone else again. Recording it completely separate from the interview, whatever. It was just nice having the both. I'm preemptively saying that it was really nice to have uh, a couple of players from TC United here uh, on the show. Let's move now into our Get Around Hall of Fame, and I might as well kick it off, uh, considering that I'm going right back to the TC United well, and I am going to nominate Matt Ochoa of Traverse City United. Uh, he helped the United go 3-0 last week and led them, uh, I believe, in goals and assists. He had six goals and assisted on seven others. Um, and, you know, he, he's had a, a great start to the season. Talking to head coach Liberty Provost last week, uh, I asked him about Matt, and he said lacrosse is a, a year-round job uh, for the senior. And, uh, you know, he plays throughout the summer. He organizes, you know, team practices and throw-arounds, you know, during the fall and winter. Um, and... and Liberty said all that commitment really shows in his game, and he's just a, a valuable and flexible part of the uh, United offense and um, leading them to, you know, getting on a bit of a run here with uh, three three wins in a row. So uh, Matt Ochoa is my nominee for the Get Around Hall of Fame. All right. I will put up uh, Wyatt Danielavich from uh, Traverse City West. That's how you say it? It's pretty close. I don't think it's a hundred percent spot on. It's not Danilowitz. It's not Danilowitz. Okay. It's the D A N I L is like almost pronounced like Daniel. Okay. Like the name Daniel. Danielovich. Danilovich. Something. Yeah. We'll have to have him on. We have had him on before. Well, we'll have to have him on again. We had him on last spring. I like having the athletes on whose names we don't know how to pronounce, and then having them pronounce it like Tommy Pitts. And all of us were, were calling him putts, putts for, or puts. Yeah, I just thought it was cool to, to call him putts because he's on this whole golf team, right? And everything, but yeah. Sorry, that was I sidetracked. I, I yeah. But anyway, so uh, Wyatt uh, was uh, two pitches shy, basically, of a perfect game on Saturday against Gull Lake. Um, struck out ten in five innings. Um, if if you went back and looked at his statistics for last year. They are insane. He's the Louisville commit. Yeah, yeah, they're insane. I, I, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but it was something like a hundred and seventy some strikeouts or something, in, like what eighty innings. 
80, 90 innings or something. Yeah, that is insane. And uh, and only I think allowed like six hits all season. <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> it was crazy. But anyway, uh, he struck out ten in five innings in this game. Only allowed one hit and one walk in uh, that eleven to nothing win to uh, open up the doubleheader that uh, TC West swept against Gull Lake. All right, I'll say well, that we'll have him on at some point, and we can have a, a long discussion about his name. Mm-hmm. So, all right, those are our uh, two nominees, Matt Ochoa and Wyatt, not Danilowicz. No. Daniel Ovich. All right, I'll, I'll let you go first. you want to vote for, or are we just, since it's the two of us. I think it's just the two of us. Let's just put them in. Yeah, let's just put them both in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because we're both, uh, obviously. we get a third person to be able to break the, break the tie yeah. of a vote. Uh, why don't we just, yeah, we'll just put both, put both in. And they're both very worthy. Yeah, definitely. So 3-0 and leading in goals and assists, pretty good. And then a performance like that uh, on the mound, uh, obviously worth induction into the Get Around Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Matt. And to Wyatt, you are the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. All right, let us wrap up this episode of the Get Around podcast. Uh, I wonder how many people uh, actually got to this point uh, or really just tuned out after you and I started complaining about our jobs. Uh, I'm just curious to know. Um, I... Sometimes, you know, you just need a therapy session, and if you can do it on a public stage, why not try to... Yeah, I don't think we can fit a couch in this room. No. No, we can barely fit a table and four chairs. But it... uh, And I think just the more stuff we add to the walls, it just makes the room smaller and smaller. But it's nice to at least have a studio, right? This, like, legitimately looks like a studio. Even though I think it's just an office, but it is, it is nice. Um, so for uh, our trifecta slash duo Lipa, which because there's just the two of us, uh, and who knows when we're going to get a uh, a third sports reporter at this point? We've <laughs> offered the job to someone. He said no, so we are now opening it back up uh, and uh, trying to find someone. And there again, right? You and I busting our Humps for the last almost two months now. Yeah, since the beginning of March. Since the beginning of March, yeah. Trying to put out a sports During section. During basketball playoffs. Every single day, right? Yeah. Working far more than we're getting paid for. And, yeah. So every once in a while, a mistake's going to sneak through. Sorry to get back on that horse. I'm now off of it. It's fine. <laughs> the horse is dead. I've beat it to death. Okay, so for the Dua Lipa, uh, best nicknames in sports is what I was... It was just what I thought up, uh, unless, James, you've got a better one off the top of your head that you would want to discuss, but... No, go for it. I figured uh, I... It was just... It was a discussion I was having with uh, my brother-in-law yesterday. We were watching the White Sox game, and uh, we were talking about some of the... Nicknames that, uh, of course, I'm sure you as a Detroit Tigers fan loved Hawk Harrelson, the former uh, uh, color commentator for the uh, the Chicago White Sox, who's famous for, you know, put it on the board, he gone, 
Stretch, all those. But he's also very well known for his nicknames that he hands out mm-hmm. uh, to to players. Obviously, the from the White Sox, the uh, the biggest one would be the Big Hurt, uh, Frank Thomas. You know, he did that, and then I think it was Greg Crayback, Craig Grayback, who was the Little Hurt, uh, and there was El Caballo, Carlos Lee. Um, which I, I love that one. He's just, it was just so many. The Cuban Missile, uh, Alexi Ramirez. And my brother-in-law looked at me and was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that he gave them those. I'm like, yeah, he created like all these, these monikers. It was something that he was, he was mm-hmm. pretty well known for. Um, but for, for you, uh, in, in your time watching sports, covering sports, um, what are some of your your favorites? I mean, and, I mean, some of the some of the classic names is just you know, Big Poppy. Big Poppy is great. It's, it's a, just a great nickname, you know. Um, it, it's interesting because we were talking about old style journalism earlier, <clears throat> and I was looking at it. It's interesting how many nicknames of older athletes way back in the day came from, like, got those nicknames from newspaper reporters. Yeah. And uh, like they just started calling that person something, or they or they just made a comment, and that stuck as a nickname, or something. Um, and uh, did you ever try to uh, nickname I, I one of the athletes that you've covered? I don't I think did I've twice. Done, I don't think I've done. I don't. Maybe I've. I don't. Not that I know of. I did twice, <laughs> two times. Neither one worked. So the first one, um, his name was uh, Johnny Jones. He was a, a basketball player for uh, the Rantoul Eagles down in Central Illinois, and he was just he was a he was a big kid, right? Like looked like a football player, but super athletic, really graceful, uh, but he, powerful kid. And he was a point guard on the team, and just an incredible player. And he had no issue driving to the lane and just bowling over people and like knocking them down and getting in the lane and taking hard fouls and finishing at the hoop. I mean, just a great high school basketball player. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to nickname him the Bull because to me he was just like he'd get on the court and he would just run through people like he was a wild bull, you know. And I really tried. I really tried to get that going, and it did not work. The other one was a kid named Grant Pointer, basketball player. All right, last name Pointer. It was a regional final game. No, sorry, regional semifinal game. So this, this is number three. He this should, is he, he should have been number three, right? Ex- exactly, right? right. So this is where pointer? this is where I'm going with this. It they are down by two points. I think like two point seven seconds left. He gets the ball on the inbounds. He slips and falls. Right, manages to right himself, and he gets up, still falling. Well, like he gets up in it, but is still falling down. Right, you kind of know how that. And he launches this, and it goes right in, three pointer to win the game. So yes, I tried to nickname him Grant Three Pointer because he hit a game-winning three pointer. Mm-hmm. That also did not work. Didn't take. <laughs> so I think after trying two times, probably not going to do it again. No. But. When I was at uh, school in CMU, the sports information director there um, was a guy named Fred Stabley, and he used to be a uh, sports writer at the Lansing State Journal for a long time back in the day. And 
he's the person who gave Magic Johnson his nickname. Like, he referred to him as Magic in an article in high school. And that's how the nickname Magic Johnson came about. That is wild. <laughs> Could you imagine being responsible for That's probably the most famous sports nickname. Mm-hmm. And Fred also, uh, in at baseball games, up in the press box, he had like he had a hot dog maker thing, and he would make hot dogs for all the press that was up there and all the staff and everything like that. And he, they were the best hot dogs. They would just call them Stably dogs. They were great. Like, he, like make them like fresh hot dogs. No, like, I mean he would. They were just store bought hot dogs. Oh, but it okay. was like the steamer, you know, type of. Uh, okay. You know, I thought he was maker. up there with like a meat grinder and like sausage casing and <laughs> no, that would be magic. <laughs> uh, any any other ones that that's a I mean that's such a that's a great story that is that is really cool being responsible for that I yeah I would wear that as a badge of honor that would be on my Twitter bio if I was still on Twitter yeah um, and one time when I was looking up like weird um, high school mascots. You know, there's a school down in Yuma, Arizona, whose mascot is the criminals. <laughs> they're, they're just called the, the Yuma criminals or Yuma whatever the high school is, criminals. Yeah. And I, so I was looking at them like, why, how did that come about? And that came about because back in like the 1910 or something like that, a, a high school sports writer said that the team was playing, that the other team played like criminals or from the uh, from the other school that was they were covering or something like that, said that this team played like criminals or whatever in like some physical game, and then they went with it. I, I know two of those stories again in <coughs> Central Illinois, uh, Hoopston and Vandalia. Uh, it's the Hoopston Corn Jerkers, and it was <laughs> a, uh, yeah, it was a sports, again, a sports reporter um, who said, Something about, like, whatever jerking corn is. I think it's, like, de-husking corn. Like, mm-hmm. they had to go... I, I guess I would. Like, they had to go back... No to, he wrote something in there, like, they had to go back to their jobs uh, as corn jerkers. And so that stuck. And then the other one, in, in Vandalia, they're the orphans. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, the sports writer, because their uniforms were so bad, the basketball, the girls' basketball team, their uniforms were so shoddy and bad. He said that they looked like... They were dressed like a bunch of orphans, and so that stuck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just you think about kind of the the. We were just talking, complaining about being sports writers, but we do sort of have a little bit of uh, power, at least in the the canon of sports, and, and bringing about like these these kind of nicknames. Uh, you hope I haven't yet. <clears throat> I don't think. I can't think of one. We've got someone saying hello to us. Um, you have the guy up front. Okay, our guests are here, so this is perfect. We'll uh, we'll we'll be out in just uh, we'll be out in just a second. So perfect. We will we'll end the show here. Uh, since our guest is, I mean, since we've been talking about it, it works pretty perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, this has been uh, episode 214 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, I've been your host, Brendan Queeley. Here with me. James Cook, and that'll be it. Come back next week for episode 215. We're going to talk to Matt and Ben, or Matt and someone, or Somebody. Ben and someone. We're going we're to talk. Two players from United. We're going to talk to some people right now. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.